0: Okay, so we, um, all right, this is part two. (laughs) This is part two of this conversation on how to study the Bible. And, um, last time we talked primarily about preparation and just for the purpose of review, uh, there's like really five categories or five stages of Bible study that I'm going to be talking about. And the first stage was preparation. And and if you missed it, you can go back and look at the uh, previous uh, podcast. So anyway, preparation. uh, This is where uh, we talked about, you know, make sure you're praying and asking God to help you with stuff, choosing a good translation, um, you know, invest in your resources, you know, uh, like buy a Bible, notebooks, maybe even a filing system commentaries Bible dictionaries or at least have some resources online that you could use um, we also talked about choosing a good translation uh, and we talked about the Christian Standard Bible the English Standard Bible New American Standard Bible New Living Translation and the message as a good paraphrase and so I recommended all five of those and I use all five of them all the time uh, those are great. Also, ask God for insight that's at that praying. You know, ask God, say, Hey, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. And um, uh, also, decide what you're going to study. That's where we looked at the various Bible studies. We looked at doing, you know, we looked at how to do a book study, a doctrinal study, a topical study, a character study, um, a chapter study, one verse study, a word study. Uh, life of christ study anyway so we looked at the details of all that and and covered a lot of things so i would encourage if you missed that go back uh to that uh and listen to it it's uh it's fairly lengthy i mean it's about 45 minutes but you know y'all can fast forward through some things and uh but there's a lot of good information and resources that we talk about that i think will uh help you on your journey of how to study the Bible. And just as a reminder, we're not talking about how to have a devotion. We're not talking about a daily uh, Bible reading plan. That's not what we're talking We're talking about sitting down and studying the Bible. And so the first part was preparation. Now, the second part is observation. So, you know, this is where we're gonna begin answering the question, what does it say? What is the actual text? What is the, what, is that, what is the Bible telling me in that paragraph or in that story or that event? Um, <clears throat> what's it saying to me? And, and this is in the observation stage. This is where you're going to just gather information. Uh, you are looking at who says what. You're looking at meaning uh, meanings of words. You're looking at the context of the statement. Uh, and you are asking questions of what the Bible says. so this is where you begin to hear what others have to say about it you know through books and commentaries and maybe sermons and online resources again, uh, you're asking questions you're gathering information you're observing what the text actually says and so um, so let's walk through uh, just some practical steps in the observation stage and so um, let's begin with read various translations. So to gather information, let's start with just reading the Bible. Okay. So you remember those translations that we talked about? Well, this is where you pull it out and you read the various translations and uh, you know, you're doing a comparison of, of modern English Bible translations and you know, because you'll notice that sometimes they'll phrase something this way, one translation will, uh, or they'll use this word and another translation uses this word. They're trying to capture, um, you know, the meaning of the Greek there for that that concept or that word. And they're trying to use the, find the best English word that matches that meaning of the word. And so various translations will use different things, but that gives you insight. Okay. And so... Um, uh, you'll also begin to see some interpretive issues there. Uh, so, whatever you notice, just write it down in your notes. I mean, you're just, again, you're just gathering information. You're a detective at this point, and the Holy Spirit's going to guide you through this. And you're going to notice some things jumping out at you uh, with one translation and uh, uh, something else jumping out at you in another translation. Um, all right, so you're going to read various translations. Secondly, you're going to ask questions. I remember we're talking about the observation stage. Now, there are a ton of questions you can ask a passage of scripture. So don't get bogged down in asking, you know, 100 questions, because if you do, you will never get to any answers. Stay basic and ask the who, what, where, how, and why questions. Uh, For example, who, all right, so who wrote it? Who Who is the writer writing to, you know? Um, who, who is the main character here? You know, who's who's doing what to whom kind of thing. All right, and then uh, the what question, what is the writer trying to say? So what, you know, like for the Gospel of Mark, what is Mark really trying to tell us by telling this event that Jesus did or this miracle that Jesus did or sharing this statement that Jesus said? You know, what is the writer trying to say? What problem or issue... Is the writer addressing what words are being repeated what contrast comparisons or conditional statements do I see what words statements or actions you know um, indicate atmosphere or mood or emotion you know what what are the key words in this passage and what do they mean in this context you know what questions you know that's that's what you're asking all right so the who the what the where where Uh, is this taking place where is the where is this event or truth repeated in the Bible where does the Bible address the same subject okay Um, the how questions how does this connect with the verses before it and after it you know why question why is this important to the audience you know why is this important period you know observing that's what that's all you're doing Now, you don't need to answer all these questions, but it does help to have these questions in your mind as you read the passage. You know, again, don't get in a hurry. Enjoy the process. You are studying the greatest book of all time. You are studying a book that God himself wanted to give you, all right? All right, so the next step in the observation is examine key words, all right? So when you're going through asking the questions, some things are going to jump out at you. Some of them are going to be keywords. So now I already mentioned this in the list of questions, but I wanted to talk about this separately, you know, learning how to study keywords in the Bible is important since the Bible was written in Hebrew, Greek and Aramaic. Now in college, I took Hebrew and Greek, but I realized that most of you have not studied those languages. Now, Uh, Even if you haven't, there are great resources that will get you started in understanding the key words and their meanings and how they are used in context. So you don't have to master Hebrew or Greek to benefit from uh, Greek and Hebrew. But I will will say you you need to sort of master the resources out there, at least understand them. So use a concordance that gives you the Greek or Hebrew word with its various meanings. Some concordances actually will list some of the passages after their after the definition. And so uh, even some concordances, they will help you identify that the, the meaning of this particular Greek word is being used here, and this meaning of that same Greek word is being used in this other verse. And so some help you with that. Uh, use good commentaries that explain the key words in their context. Um, We'll talk about commentaries in a moment, but some commentaries, they'll, you know, focus in on a keyword, explain the Greek word, give it the context and help you to understand it. Uh, cross-reference the keyword. How is the word used in other places of the Bible? Uh, so d- again, just look at the keywords. Uh, I mean, for example, like, you know, if you're talking about John three sixteen. 16, uh, god so loved the world okay there now there's a whole lot of key words in john 3:16, but um you know the word love what does that mean uh what type of love is he talking about how is that word love you know uh used in the rest of the bible um you know so the the greek word there is agape which a lot of people know who've studied the bible but uh are there other Greek words that mean love, but mean a different kind of love? And what's the difference? And so what does it actually mean for God to say, or for the Bible to say, for God so loved the world? That's what I'm saying. You're doing these key words. And occasionally you, these words make a huge difference in understanding a particular text or a story. All right, so um, now, I mean, you are you've read the translations, you know, you're gathering some information. Uh, you're looking at some keywords, you're taking down some notes. Um, and now what you could what do is consult good commentaries. So read what others have to say about it. Consult a good commentaries. Listen to what Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. He says, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. So Paul is passing on information to Timothy. Then Timothy is to pass that information on to others. And those people are to pass it on to others and so on and so on. And one of the ways Christians pass truth and wisdom down from one generation to the next is commentaries and books. And this is a great way to read what others have learned about the Bible and to consider what they have to say. I mean, think about, it. there's some great godly people out there who have studied the Bible for as long as you've been alive for some of you. And, um, <clears throat> and they have man, they've done the word studies. They've done the contacts. They, they see a bigger picture of the Bible and they are, you know, some of them are really given to detail and they can share some insight on what God has shared with them and and what they've seen in the word. And so uh, I would encourage you to read some good commentaries uh, out there. Now, I'm a pastor and I study the Bible for a living, okay? So uh, I'm a little different than probably most of you listening to this. And I love doing what I do. I normally study and teach through a book in the Bible Currently, I am studying and teaching through the Gospel of Mark. Uh, and before I begin teaching through a book, uh, I will gather my uh, books on Mark you know, and purchase some additional ones. So I like to have about 10 commentaries on the book I'm studying and teaching through. I'm going to recommend three of them. And then I'm going to show some of the others just to introduce you to the world of commentaries. If you know if this is all new to you, so uh, if you were if just a normal person that has a normal job and you're studying the Bible and you're wanting to get a little more information, uh, what three commentaries would I recommend that you start with uh, and, and use in your Bible study that will be easy to read and easy to comprehend and give you some and give you some good information that help you understand. Uh, uh, the passage. And so here is what I would recommend. Um, I've got them here with me. Uh, okay. So like, again, like I said, I'm just going to talk about Mark because that's what I'm going through. But, um, uh, all right, so here's one. This is the MacArthur new Testament commentary by John MacArthur. Okay. Uh, he has the entire series, uh, of the new Testament done. I mean, he's got a, you know, he's got a book on every book in the Bible. And uh, basically uh, some of the larger books he's written, he's written more than one book. So this right here is Mark chapter one through eight. This one book is just for the, it's just the first half of Mark. And so just kind of give you an idea of what we're talking about here. He's, he's got, okay, it's like 450 pages. All right. You're saying, I'm not going to read 450 pages. Well, that's, well, you don't read commentaries like you read a novel. And so, um, you know, as I go through the, uh, the Gospel of Mark, I'll read what he has to say. First of all, I would just want to say that he does a good job at doing some academic stuff. It's an easy read. It's not a boring read. He's going to give you, he's going to help you with Greek words, context, cross-referencing. It, it's some good stuff there. Um, I would recommend that. So if you're going to study, you know, Philippians, check out what John MacArthur has to say. Uh, a lot, his commentaries are solid. They're conservative. Um and they'll they'll help you start thinking about some things. Uh another commentary is the Bible Exposition commentary by Warren Wearsby. Now yeah, I think it has a different cover now, but this is what it looks like. And so um this is also known as the B series. Um because he summarizes each book of the Bible with a phrase, like a B phrase, meaning like um so, his commentary on Philippians is called Be Joyful. Colossians is called Be Complete. James is called Be Mature. So, <clears throat> um, but uh, he does a good job at going chapter by chapter. He gives a much broader perspective. Uh, it's, again, it's easy to read. There's a lot of application, a lot of good thoughts in there. And uh, he gives some insight behind what's going on. He, uh, But for. Um, just getting the big picture of a chapter and uh, and a quick read, uh, I would recommend Bible exposition commentary. And one more I would recommend, if you're trying to build some kind of library, that is the Swindoll's Living Insights New Testament commentary, and it looks like this. Um, These are fairly new. Uh, he's He's just now putting these out. Um, I think he's got six or seven of them out. He may have more by now. I I didn't check, see how many they have out now, but they're putting them out. Um, again, he's an excellent writer, easy to read. Um, and he, he's heavy on application. That's why I like this one. Uh, he will tell you, he'll give you some Greek words. He'll give you some background like most commentaries do. But one of the things that sort of separates this commentary from others is, there's always a section on so what, you know, what does this mean? How does this apply? And he, he helps you with that. So um, I like this one. I would recommend those three. Now, remember, yeah, you're going to have to invest in your Bible study. So in uh, you know, have, have some commentaries with you. Now, those are three I recommend, but I want to uh, talk about uh, some commentaries that um, are, are a little bit different that I but I think uh, for those who say, well, I want something more academic. I want something a little bit, you know, I don't know, something that goes into the more details of the passage. Well, then I'm going to recommend a couple of them. Um, and this one is called The Gospel of, uh, According to Mark by the Pillar New Testament, the Pillar New Testament commentary. They have Old and New Testament. Uh, this is academic. Okay, so you're going to get into details. You're going to, um, you know, I'll pull these out from time to time when there's a complications. When I come across something that seems complicated, that, you know, commentaries seem to be, opposed, you know, sometimes one commentary will say one thing, another commentary will say another, and they seem to oppose each other without explanation. So I'll go to something like this that helps with that. Uh, Another one is the New International Commentary of the New Testament. It looks like that. Again, very academic. Uh, Sometimes can be a dry read. But again, if I'm looking for something that's detailed, if I'm really wanting to split hairs on something, I'll go to something like that. Uh, Oh, by the way, um, another resource I have, uh, it's not a commentary, but it's uh, like since I'm going through the Gospel of Mark, Uh, you you know, and the Gospels often tell the same things, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they will uh, tell about the same event. Well, this is called a harmony of the Gospels. And what it does is it takes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it tells the Gospel, goes through the Gospel in a chronological way, and it parallels when the Gospels are talking about the same thing. So, I mean, I can open it up and I can see uh, that Mark and Luke talk about the same event. Uh, I can look here that a girl restored and a woman healed, uh, in Mark chapter five. Well, I see that Matthew nine talks about it. Mark chapter five talks about it. And Luke chapter eight talks about it. Harmony of the gospels. Uh, I use that as a resource as well. And so I think you'll find that, uh, find that helpful. Okay, so before we move away from the commentaries, uh, I do want to recommend one website. Uh, there's a lot out there, and as you do research, you'll, you'll come across some of them. But this one I use the majority of the time. It is called PreceptAustin.org. Precept, P-R-E-C-E-P-T-A-U-S-T-I-N. PreceptAustin.org. It's a great website it is a commentary resource um has about 100 different authors that they've used uh some are dead some are alive some of them uh are just their commentaries or their manuscripts uh, from their lectures or sermon manuscripts i mean just on and on it goes and um, the section that i like the most about it is the verse by verse section so i can type in you know, Mark chapter five and it'll, in the verse by verse section, it'll take me to verse one and then I can just scroll down and it'll, it'll just have tons of stuff on verse one and then verse two and then verse three and verse four. So, um, it's a conservative website. So the theology is solid. Um, all right, now let me give a disclaimer. Uh, Every commentary, every theological website has its strengths and weaknesses. Everything in Swindoll's book, I don't agree with. Everything in John MacArthur's book, I don't agree with. Everything in Warren Wiersbe's commentary, you know, I don't agree with. Everything on Precept Austin, I don't agree with, you know. So, um, but as you go through, you'll just, you'll you'll figure all this out. um, And I think it'll be helpful for you as you begin to study uh, the Word of God. <clears throat> okay, so um, now you have read the various translations. you have taken down some notes, you've asked some good questions, you've read some commentaries. I would also recommend if you have time like when you're driving to work or you know or wherever you're going and if you're taking trips, uh, listen to good Bible teachers on the book you're currently studying. So do some research, you know, for me, I like guys like Tony Evans, Adrian Rogers, Chip Ingram, Andy Stanley, Francis Chan, and and some others. And then there's a few guys that you guys never heard of. I just come across them in my studies and they connect with me and I like listening to them. So, <clears throat> um, and so anyway, I will go to those guys, those, their websites and I'll look to see if they have any sermons like on the Gospel Mark. And if I, when I have time, if I'm driving or something, I will listen to them and just see what they have to say and just kind of hear, um, you know, their insights and gain from them as well. So I would recommend uh, you do, do the same thing. So, all right. So that is the observation stage. Now, um, this is where you're getting real. I mean, you know, preparation, you've gathered uh, your material or your resources or your filing cabinet system or whatever, you got your notebook, you got, you know, your computer, uh, you're typing on your notes on your computer, you're doing so, you're collecting information. Uh, then, you know, now you're starting to ask questions, you're observing, you're reading various translations, you're asking the questions, you're examining keywords, you're consulting good commentaries, and you uh, are listening to, good Bible teachers and you're beginning to take notes and you're writing it all out uh, at least stuff that seems to be important to you so now uh, with that said I want to encourage you to go ahead and start just pick something to study uh, again I recommend a book uh, in the Bible start some something short you know that's you know like James or you know first Thessalonians something that's four or five chapters long and uh, and just dive into it and see how this works for you, Um, and just let God use you, uh, I mean, uh, talk to you through all these resources. All right, so for today's conversation, we are now at stage two. Next time, um, we're going to uh, uh, start talking a little bit about interpretation, and we're going to talk about how to interpret what you are reading in the Bible, because wrong interpretation takes you to wrong application. And we've got to interpret it right so we can apply it right. Um, and this is, I think, one of the most dangerous areas because a lot of times people don't do the preparation and they don't do the observation. And because they don't do that, they come up with some strange interpretations of things. And um, And we're going to talk about all of that next time. So until then... Uh, have a great week studying the Bible. Uh, may your journey be great until next time. We'll see you.